You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This episode of Working Like Dogs is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com forward slash working like dogs. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Hello and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, author of Working Like Dogs, and my trusty co-host, my service dog, Whistle. And Whistle and I are thrilled to be with you today to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today our guest is Judith Newton, and Judith is the author of a series of children's books inspired by Assistance Dogs of the West. And Judith has written three books now in her children's book series based on Nito, and Nito is a runt puppy chosen for the job of a service dog. So we're really excited to talk with Judith today and hear all about Nito's adventures. So we're going to be right back after these quick messages from our sponsors. So come right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Hey, boy, how you doing? What am I doing? I'm creating your own life book. It's a website that's just for you. Remember that picture I took of you pulling off Lisa's bathing suit? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm putting that awesome picture on your Lifebook page. We'll see what comments we get. And that great video we took of you standing on the table with your head inside the turkey? That's definitely going on there. No, it's easy. It only took me two minutes to set up your page. I chose a great theme, and I can connect with millions of other pet parents. I can also create a memorial Lifebook. No, not for Grandma, but we can make one for Fluffy, remember her? And we can even put links to our favorite pet charity, and friends can make donations. People can create their own lifebook for their pets by going to PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com or they can sign up on the Pet Life Radio homepage. Where's Lisa? She's outside by the pool. Hey, come back here! Create your own lifebook for your pet. PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber-cool where pets rule. If you've got a passion for pet fashion and a flair for animal wear, this is the ultimate place to take a peek at what's chic in the world of designer pet fashion and cool new pet products. The Pet Set, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. I'd like to welcome our guest today, Judith Newton, to Working Like Dogs. Hello, Judith. Good morning on this beautiful day in Santa Fe. 
Yes, it is a gorgeous day in Santa Fe today. It is really beautiful. And we're so glad that you could be with us to talk about your wonderful children's book series. So tell us, how did you come up with the idea of Nito? I came up with the I had always had I had always had an idea to write a children's book and I've always written in rhyme but I somehow I couldn't pull it together because I couldn't find a subject matter that I thought was unusual and then when we moved to Santa Fe there were the assistance dogs and it all just came together but in addition to that a close friend of mine who is a well-known folk artist here was willing to do the illustrations and of course a children's book is so based on the illustrations as well as the text. Yeah, and that the illustrator is Sue Blackburn, right? Exactly. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, well, I have to tell you that I had purchased Nito's Tail, um, which I think you said is the first in the series. It is the first. And well, we didn't tell- know whether to call it Nito's Tail, T A L E, which is the title we finally chose, or Nito's Tail, T A I L, whichever. Well, how did you decide on T-A-L-E? Well, we thought it was a story, and we hoped from the beginning that it would be more than one book. So we decided we better stick with the tale. <laughs> well, and so tell me about, because you're involved with Assistance Dogs of the West. Tell us about that. Well, I'm involved in a very strange way. When we moved here from Washington, D.C., my husband said there were two things that he wanted. One was a view, no problem. The other was a dog, big problem for me because my life with dogs had never included a Lassie or a Marley and I was very tentative about the idea and uh, then I saw Jill Felice who was the founder of the Assistance Dogs of the West walking in the plaza with a group of extraordinarily well-mannered dogs and I thought maybe there's one there that isn't going to quite make the grade as, as a service dog and I could apply to get her or him and that's exactly what happened. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't realize that such a small percentage of dogs actually graduate and become service dogs because there's so many requirements and of skills and personality that there are a lot of exactly. yeah that uh, there are a lot of dogs that don't make it and and they do get adopted to amazing homes i always tell my friends to check that out and get on a waiting list for one of those amazing dogs it is because, they, among other things, they come housebroken, which has a lot to be said for it. Uh, but what was interesting about the dog that we got was that we got her because she was so shy, and she just didn't like to um, mix in crowds. And after five or six years uh, living with us, Chutney became rather sociable, and then I began to need a, a service dog, so I retrained her. And what was so extraordinary to me was that she remembered all the commands that were necessary. Uh, so their memories are prodigious, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. And, and so when, what kind of commands did you retrain her to do? Well, mostly retrieve, pick up, shut drawers that are low, open cabinet doors, uh, really household things uh, mm-hmm. more than anything in the in the outer world, although picking up lists, uh, which I constantly drop in the grocery store, is among the, those things <laughs> that she did. Uh, and she did them very well, but then she became 10 years old, and I thought, well, you know, she really doesn't look... As good as she had become, she still wasn't really happy in supermarkets and places with a lot of clanging carts. So we decided that to retire her, and that's how Chablis came into my life, who is also a service dog from the Assistance Dog of the West. Oh, great. And so you have Chablis now? 
and Chablis and Chutney. It's quite oh, a little household. Great. That's great. Well, that's like at my house because I have Whistle and I have my retired service dog Morgan, and I always say that I'm the luckiest girl in the world because I have. I know. I know Morgan. You do? I know Morgan. Yeah, I do. Actually, great. Yeah. Well, there's two Morgans in town. Two Morgan service dogs. (laughs) Um, Alice Lee has a retired service dog named Morgan. Yeah. 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 And it was so funny because we ran into Alice at a restaurant. We didn't know her, and my husband and I were eating at Harry's Roadhouse, which is a favorite. Santa Fe spot, and the the person that was seating us um, asked Morgan my Morgan's name, and couldn't believe that there were two Morgan service dogs in the restaurant at the same time. So that's how the two Morgans became friends. <laughs> well, <laughs> they meet I, at yeah, Harry's Roadhouse. Don't you love it at home when they both vie to do the same thing? If I oh, drop something, so, they're both there yes. to pick it up. Yes, uh, yes, it's, it's just great. so it really is amusing. It yeah. is. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, that's so great that you have such a connection with Assistance Dogs of the West because they they really are a wonderful program. They're an extraordinary program from so many points of view. And and, uh, I served on the board and now I'm on the advisory board. And the advisory board is great because you don't have to go to really have to go to meetings, but you're able to put your have your input. And what has been so extraordinary over all these years is the quality of the program, both the founder, Jill Felice, as I mentioned, the, uh, and the trainers are remarkable for their patience, their skill, their compassion, all of those things. And that's very important because we work with so many kids in the, uh, in the Santa Fe area and Albuquerque yeah. area. That's what I love so much about them are their innovative programs because they've done so much in the schools and within with people with disabilities of having them as trainers, which I think is just the coolest thing ever. Absolutely, yes. And and even in the schools, often it's a child that is not doing very well. And having this uh, experience changes their whole persona. They they get some self confidence. They do their grades get better. So it's it's just a, a win win as they say situation. There, there's nothing negative, and to find an organization without a negative connotation is is, is remarkable to me. Yeah. Well, I know we actually had their executive director, Carolyn Clark Beetle, on as yes. our guest, and oh, she, she was she is, she's she could be wonderful. A I encourage our listeners, if they're interested in service dog training programs, to really contact Carolyn at Assistance Dogs of the West because they have been so smart about creating some really innovative training programs, like you said, for at-risk youth and also you know, for people with disabilities. So it's really, really amazing. Yeah, even going into the juvenile detention centers, and, and we all know that it's vital that people that are incarcerated have something to hang on to, something to hold, something to think of as a future for them, for themselves. Oh, absolutely. So, um, and the connection and I, that I, they make with these dogs is just so beautiful. And didn't I loved the process of getting the dog, and I'm sure you did too, where uh, I think I was interviewed. I don't think I interviewed dogs. I think they interviewed me. <laughs> and uh, the placement of the dog was, was fascinating. How, how a uh, assistance dog's figures out which dog belongs with what person. I hope that's good in grammar, but 
<laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that, that whole placement is a really magical process where they really, the trainers look at, at you as a recipient and me, and then they look at our needs, and then they look at the dog's abilities and personality, and it's just really, it's a very magical process. It is, and uh, a very skilled one. Yeah. Uh, I, was in, I was highly impressed, and particularly uh, not so much with Chutney because she was a... a uh, a dog that was released from the program, but with Chablis, we went through days of uh, of interviews uh, with her and with several of her siblings, actually, which was kind of amusing. Until we came to, and from the first moment, I wanted to have that dog, but I never got my hopes up. And fortunately. Yeah, I know the first time I got my first dog, I went through several before it was the the right match. And all the other participants in the class already had their dogs, and I didn't. So I was so worried that I was like, am I going to flunk out? Is there not a dog for me? <laughs> the, dog, the dogs won't allow you in. Yeah, well, it was something, it was some little quirk with every dog that they placed with me. But then the last time was a charm when I got Ramona, and I'll just never forget the trainer putting her leash around my wrist and she looked at me and I looked at her and we were like we're in this together and, and we that were was it. exactly yep, I heard that, that the, uh, the other the other day Jill told me that one of the dogs looked at a client and decided that client was not for them and walked back into her cage <laughs> yeah I thought that was really quite quite funny yeah uh, I mean they anyway. they are amazing yep <laughs> well, so tell me about about more about your children's book series. So, tell me about the the different the way that you came about three different books. One just they just literally grew one from the, one from the other. One we got uh, Nito's Tale, which, as you know, because you have the book, is the story of the runt of the litter uh, being chosen by Jill uh, to uh, become a service dog. And that first book is all about the training. And it's really enchanting, again, not so much because of the text, uh, but because of the, of, of the drawings by Sue, who is a folk artist. And in the second book, which is called Nito Meets Chloe, uh, the continuation of the tale was, was quite obvious to us, or to me. And uh, we, I chose a little girl in a wheelchair, and I gave her the name of one of my, my youngest granddaughter. So that's been great because Chloe, which is the name of the little girl, my Chloe takes this book to every school she's been in. And that is um, how Nito is able to help Chloe. And I think the message of that, of all of the books, is really to take the fear out of young children when they see somebody that's disabled or see someone in a wheelchair. If they're familiar with the problem through a book, I think that makes a huge difference in uh in their in their uh, way of looking at somebody else that's a little bit different from from them, and then yeah. the third book, having come from Washington, it was obvious that Nito and Chloe had to have an invitation to go to the White House, and in that third book, uh, Nito gets the Service Dog of the Year award from the president, and he goes swimming with Bo in the fountain in front of the White House, and again, it's almost a guidebook for children because, of course, Nito and, and Chloe go to visit all the monuments um, in, not all of them, but some of the monuments in uh, Washington. So, it, again, it's a, these are fun books meant to charm children and also give them 
if you will, a hidden lesson. Yeah, well, I, I know I love that because, as you said, children can, I mean, the, first of all, the pictures are so beautiful. So it's a really safe way for them to explore differences and to to take a look at someone who uses a wheelchair and who's different or who may be different from them and to look at how they're interacting with the dog and how happy the dog is to be interacting with the person with a disability. I think everything you're saying is absolutely true. And, uh, you know, for so many people, and and particularly, I think, in a way for children who are disabled, it's a very lonely life, or it can be a very lonely life. And the dog is not only helpful, but it's also a conduit for conversation with other people because inevitably, and I'm sure you find that out, we're, we're approached constantly by people wanting to talk about the dogs. And, yeah, it, uh, it's definitely. So I think there are many messages in this book, and or in these books, and but on the other hand, they're fun books, and they're not overwhelming with messages. They're just, it's just there. Yeah, well, we're gonna have to take a quick break, but um, we will come back and keep talking about the books and and all of the messages, and I want to talk more about the illustrations. So we'll be right back after these quick messages from our sponsors, and we'll continue talking with Judith. So please come right back and join us. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Hey, love to read, but just never seem to have enough time to sit in one place long enough? For all of us on-the-go people, Audible has the answer. Best-selling audiobooks for your iPod or MP3 player. For Pet Life Radio listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. Choose from hundreds of today's bestsellers, including awesome pet books, such as Bad Dogs Have More Fun by Marley and the author John Grogan, Love That Cat by Ingrid Newkirk, It's Okay to Miss the Bed on the First Jump, and Other Life Lessons I Learned from Dogs by Seinfeld's John O'Hurley, and many, many more. To download your free audiobook today, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash working like dogs. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com forward slash working like dogs for your free audiobook. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. The dress code? Come as you are. 
pajamas, a tux. You can even go naked like your pets. Unleash your party animal at my animal party. Guess you know from Animal Planet, TV, radio, the news, and bookstores will be joining me. And that's because after I won Best Pet Radio in America from the DWAA, I got my paw on the door and I met a lot of amazing people. And the best of the best are going to be coming to the party. They're coming to party with us. So join us at the animal party. Don't miss the party. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs, and we're visiting today with Judith, who's talking to us about her wonderful series of children's books. And before the break, we were talking about the hidden messages that are in these books, and all of them. I mean, there are several, as I've looked through them, that are really, really giving some great messages and and lots of education to children and to children's parents and other adults. I know before um, Judith and I were talking this morning and she asked me if I had purchased the book for a young child and I had told you, Judith, that no, I purchased it for myself because I was so excited when I saw this book in a local store. I think I saw it in Zoe and Guido's here in Santa Fe, which is a fun pet store that Whistle and I love to go to. And I think that's where I first saw this Nito's Tale and purchased your book because I just thought it was so beautifully illustrated and so wonderful to see a children's book about a service dog and how that dog is being trained and interacting both with its trainer and with a child with a disability. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I must say, Sue Blackburn, the artist, just has the instinct, knows exactly what to do. I don't think there was a single drawing that she did that wasn't perfect from the start. Although I have to say in the third book, she had a little trouble with Nito and Chloe go to visit the uh, monument to Franklin Roosevelt. And she had a little trouble getting Franklin Roosevelt's face. But that was absolutely the only problem in, in three books, which is quite a record, I think. Did you write the text first and then give it to Sue? I wrote the text first. Yes, I wrote the text First, I got first. I wrote the ideas for the the book. What what did I want to include? And then I wrote the jingles or the rhymes. And then I gave those to Sue, and she went from there. Ah, so when you did the last book about Washington D.C., did Sue go to Washington to look at? No, but I am no, but I but I am from Washington, and it was easy. Nothing uh-huh. like Google when you when you get stuck. I had a pigeon on the wrong statue at one point, which Sue was the one to catch, and uh, they, we quickly changed that or corrected that. And who, so, uh, who published these books? first one was published by Cottonwood, and the second two by uh, Sandstone, is it? I think so, Sandstone Press. Oh, okay. oh, is it Sunstone Press? Sunstone Press. Oh, okay, Sunstone okay. Press. Okay. Yeah, because the proceeds from this book, they go to Assistance Dogs of the West. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, we have donated these books to ADW, and all the proceeds go directly to them. And the books can be purchased on their website, which I'm sure you will, is assistancedogsofthewest.org, um, and on Amazon. So we would love to sell them. And 
you know, we have found that they've been in schools, they've been in doctor's offices, they've been all over. And uh, always, I don't think of one negative reaction to them, which has really been great. Yeah, well, they're They're, just delightful. Yeah, they really are. I can't wait to see the third one. And so are all three of the books available on the Assistance Dogs of the West? Yes, uh, all three of the books. I'm not sure the third one is yet available on Amazon, but they're all available through the Assistance Dogs. Oh, that's awesome. uh, Collected book, well, most people don't live, I suppose, in Santa Fe, but Collected Works has also been wonderful to us. And for all three books, Ali McGraw has done a reading at Collected Works, which has been, they've been very well attended. And of course, she reads with such emotion. It's, it's just been wonderful to listen to her. Oh, yeah, she is such a delight. Allie McGraw, for our listeners, is one of our famous Santa Feans that live in our community who is so supportive of all types of animal activities, including Assistance Dogs of the West, which is just such such a joy for her to see her commitment and her true love of, of animals. Exactly. Just beautiful. We like to, well, we would like to write a fourth. We've decided, Sue and I have decided that we'd like to write a fourth book because we'd like to take uh, Nito and Chloe to Paris, but I don't think that I don't think that's in the immediate future. But it, well, I have it's to tell you, lurking in our minds. Well, I have to tell you that Morgan, and, Morgan went to Paris with me. My my retired service dog. Yeah, and he did. did. He, he did enjoy it. He didn't oh, mind all those boy. narrow streets. Oh, he had the time of his life, let me tell you. When we went into every restaurant, Judith, they would come out with a tray, a silver tray with a water bowl on it from Morgan before we would even get a menu. <laughs> I think that's extraordinary, particularly because the French are not partic- you know, don't really like animals, I think, as much as Americans. And so I find that a it's a wonderful story. I'm delighted to hear that. I think that will make us definitely want to go. Uh, well, they treated him like a star. And let me tell you, he did not want to come home. He wanted to stay in Paris. And so did I. It was heaven. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> well, I, can, I hope that you do that. That would be a very, very fun book. And I, I would have, be happy to share my photos with you of, of Morgan on the Eiffel Tower and some of the different things that he did because he had a wonderful time in Paris. Amazing. <laughs> oh, that's extraordinary. But uh, we're delighted because Nito is not going with us, but is going to go to Mongolia uh, because uh, a friend of mine is has a year's Fulbright there and is going to be working in early childhood education, particularly for kids with disabilities. And so Nito is going to go to Mongolia. Oh, that's wonderful. I don't think many dogs go to Mongolia. <laughs> Wow, that'll be awesome. Well, and yeah. I back, is Allie going to do a reading of your third book at Collected she Works? She already oh, she already did. did. Okay. She already okay. did. Okay, that's wonderful. So we'll yeah, definitely I'm, have to write the fourth book. <laughs> yeah, you have to, and you have to let us know when she's going to do that. I'm so sorry that I missed that, because I would have loved to have, have participated in that. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Well, so as you're doing a children's book, you know, because I, I just think it's wonderful how you, you mentioned that you do rhymes and jingles. How do, you, how do you develop those, Judith? I've done them since I was very, very young and uh, to the point where I think my own children thought, not another rhyme. <laughs> it just, it's there. You know, like some people can paint and some people can sing, uh, none of which, neither of which I can do, but... Uh, 
it's it's just so easy for me. I, I it's it's I can't explain it. But speaking of art, I have to tell you, since you're in Santa Fe, that Chablis is the first docent dog at the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum because I'm oh. a docent there, and I give weekly tours, and she comes along. Problem is, she sleeps through most of most of the tour, but uh, I have to wake her up and say, "Come on, we're moving on to another painting." <laughs> but it's, it, and that, but that too, and that also really shows the public's interest in in these dogs and what they can do and what they can. Uh, I just find any exposure of Chablis is a plus. I, I agree. I agree because I feel like every time I go out my door, I'm I'm a rolling education exhibit <laughs> where yes. people can see whistle and see him with me and what we're doing together and how he enables me to be out in public and to be active and basically to have a life because I certainly never got out independently like I do now after getting my service dog how wonderful what yeah and, and it is and I and I always try when people want to stop me to ask questions I always try to stop and answer their questions because like you said I feel like it's such an opportunity to educate people and to make sure that we preserve our public access rights with our service dogs because it is a wonderful thing that we can take our dogs into museums and into grocery stores and any place that we need to live our life out in public. It's just a, a beautiful thing. You're preaching to the choir. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, yeah. Lee, who is Miss Sociability, uh, <laughs> is sort of the, she is quite an ambassador. And of course, uh, because she thinks she's so adorable, which she is, um, people just love her and uh, want to talk about her. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, I can't say what a difference, as you say, it makes because it's sort of, for me, I'm not in a wheelchair, but it gives me such a sense of security to have her there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Have you heard about the newest thing that the dogs are doing with diabetes, diabetic? Yes, with yes. Yes, I've heard about that. Yes, there are just so many things. I'm, I'm always amazed and, and still learning at all the ways that, that these dogs can help so many, so many humans with our inabilities. It's just magical and, and just awe-inspiring to me with all the different things, with the post-traumatic stress, with diabetes, with autism. I mean, they're just, it just continues to evolve in how they can assist us. And I think... For me particularly, uh, having worked in the field of uh, mental and emotional disabilities with kids, uh, to see what dogs do for children with autism is quite unbelievable. A child who's never said a word will all of a sudden uh, be able to say a few words, will be able to reach out to love something, to have some sort of a, a connection that they've never been able to have before. And I, I just find it... Absolutely, the most beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, and also now how they're using dogs to help in courtrooms, you know, with children who've been abused. Yes. And yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we did a show on that recently about a wonderful program in California. And I just have seen recently some different things in New Mexico about how um, different counties are starting to have bring dogs yes, and into the dogs uh, of the West is involved in that program. Yes. Yes. It's so just wonderful. They are so, uh, the ADW is so receptive to any new program. And the way, the way they got into diabetes is they had a, cl- 
clients who came and said, I have di- uh, diabetes and my, my uh, sugar goes up and down and I never know what's, what's going to happen. And the dog looks up if the sugar level is rising to the chest of, the, of this man or looks down at his feet if it's going down too low. Now, you know, it's like having a personal doctor 24-7. I know. I mean, it gives a whole new meaning to a guardian angel. I mean, a whole new dimension as to, to really how they can impact our lives. It's just astounding. Well, I can't believe it, but we're out of time. And we would so like to thank Judith, our guest today, for talking with us about her series of children's books that I hope all of our listeners will check out. And Judith, tell our listeners one more time where they can get their copy of one of the three, or all three, hopefully, books about Nito. If they go onto uh, the Assistance Dog website, which is Assistance Dogs of the West, or one word, dot org. Uh, that is one way, and the phone number at ADW is 505-986-9748. And anyone will be just delighted to send those books out. Well, that's wonderful. And we will actually have that contact information on our Working Like Dogs Pet Life Radio website so that our listeners can get that information as well. So thank well, you so much, Judith, for being with so us. You're welcome and hope that wonderful. Nito gets into many homes. Yes, me thank too. Thank you very, very much. Uh, yes, and I can't wait to get the, the copy of the latest adventure for Nito and, <laughs> and hear all about his trip to Washington, D.C. Yes, I will make sure you get that. Great. Well, thank you to our listeners for joining us again at Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. And if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for a show, we love to hear from you. So please email me at marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. So thank you. Thank our sponsors for making our show possible. And we hope you'll come back. Whistle and I hope you'll come back and join us again on Working Like Dogs at Pet Life Radio. Take good care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.